0: Welcome to an all new week in uh in, in manga. All new episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. Thank you guys for, for listening and tuning in. Um only one one Emperor today. The, the other one's out. Shout out to AD. Uh, you know, he he's taking the week off. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you gotta go just chill, do your thing. He on his Shank status. You know, Shanks be hitting in the cut and he just be popping up. So right now he's on his shank status. But all good. You don't have to just hear my voice, even though I know it'd be lovely. But you don't have to hear my voice just this uh just this week. I have a a special co host. Um, he's slightly a madman because he listened to every single episode before coming on here, and I I I respect it. Uh, that was you're a trooper for that one. So, um, oh, man, Skip, what's up, bro? How you doing today?
1: It was good. I know it's uh, abnormal. I know for uh, meals, I, I think that was the only person that I've been on a podcast for like The Lookout, shout out to The Lookout, uh, that I was like, I broke that rule, but I just have a, there's a method to why I do it, just to understand, all right, I know the how the hosts move, I know how they kind of jump into their thing, so I know not to be like that awkward plug into the team, really. It's like being a good component to any team structure.
0: I no, I feel that I respect that it was just funny because the first time you said it I was like there's no way you're listening to every single episode from episode one to now and then you're like no I really am and I was just like all right word like let's I mean let's get to it so man listen I appreciate you you always show love on the TL you always man are just a part of the conversations that we just be having on the timeline and I mean I'm happy that you are finally here I mean I'm, I'm excited to
1: be here and I, I think for this episode I feel like this is probably the episode I've been mad (laughs) if I couldn't be a part of it just because of the two uh, series that will be, I think we're probably going to be really talking about these two for a majority of this episode and there's a lot at stake for both of them and there's just a lot going on. So uh, I'm glad to be here, timing is perfect and you know it's really great to give your other co-partner you know the day off the week off because you know y'all work really hard um so i'm gonna do my very best to make sure he listens back and is like all right skip could come on whenever i need a break I'll Be like, i got you
0: bro <laughs> i appreciate it but yes like you said um two very big chapters this week one where the leak damn near broke the internet on it, it randomly at like at like midnight (laughs) it was late in the day and once the leaks drop it was like pandemonium on on the TL. um obviously we're talking about uh the latest my hero chapter um three three oh five i mean 306 306 306 306. Mm -hmm. my hero 306 um i mean we just i mean we're getting we're getting rogue uh deku that is that is something as a fan of this series from chapter 1 is something that I was not ex- ever expecting to see um but we are we are now getting deku gone rogue
1: um i feel like when we look back at it we probably would have never thought of it but i feel like judging by uh what, chapters 302 to 305 and just his conversations with the vestige and all of those previous owners i think he's realized that He's kind of like going through what Cap went through, if you guys are like a Marvel MC with the TV thing, where he basically had to kind of go into hiding and give up his shield. Like, he cares about so everybody so much that it's like, as much as y'all would probably want to help me, y'all probably would die trying to keep up with me. There's very few of the kids in Class 1 that can keep up with him at this point. And, you know, both of the ones that could keep up with him are kind of injured right now. So uh he's very selfless for for this but i am excited because there are so many theories of we have that there are like three people i would love to be part of um deku's like rogue squadron and one of them is from the one of the spinoff shows and if i can get that just to mimic jjk if i can get a side main character and the main main character be like a dynamic duo i will be like rolling in my grave happiness type shit
0: <laughs> no definitely um i think that these last few chapters were very telling um i didn't i didn't see him waking up and immediately being like all right i got to get the hell on out of here i thought that like this this is such opposite from his character like the whole like you know what i'm gonna just go ghost like i'm gonna just dip i'll leave y'all a little letter and like that's it like that's that's all you're gonna hear from me. Um, you know, it is, like I said, it's different from his character. It's something that kind of came unexpected. Uh, the beginning of this chapter, though, uh, we, you know, we're we going to get back into our Deku talk in a second, because this the beginning of this chapter really sets everything up. We get, um, you know, Hawks, and you know, really this chapter, we're seeing everyone kind of start stepping towards the their... Um, restoration with society with their families with whatever like people are now starting to take those beginning steps like this really felt like the the ending of the previous arc and we're truly getting into this new arc um you see hawks and best genus they have this conversation with all might who finally comes clean to them about the power of um one for all and what does that mean and the all for one we get this great moment with um, endeavor and them finally addressing the press and finally just pretty much being like you know what like everything he said was true like I'm not gonna come up here and lie like you know so it was cool to see him even lean into that because even one of the reporters is like why the why the fuck you ain't lie like why why did you even tell the truth so uh or you know and it, it felt like this is truly taking the steps into the next arc and I'm I'm very excited to see what all this brings.
1: So before I say what I was going to say, <clears throat> my question to you, do you think this is the last art? Because I feel like, I don't know if it was The Lookout or someone else, because I I go to Vocal Pineapple. I think that he was mentioned in uh, one of the more recent episodes of the Big Eyes podcast, if I'm not mistaken. One of you guys, I think it was when you guys were talking about the tournament. It was like the question of like uh, if if there's a new hero. I mean, yep. the villain that was needed. His theories, to me, are like top tier. Like I always, after reading anything, go to his page just to read it. And I I have a theory because I thought because the title of this chapter, it makes it sound like it's the last arc, but I don't think it is. What do you think? Like before I answer like your thing.
0: This, this can go many different ways because the last time that we've kind of, we talked about this or the last time that the um, Horikoshi, did a, did a big interview, and he did say, like, within the next five years, like, my hero's going to be wrapping up. So the fact that he gave us kind of a timeline doesn't make me feel that this is the final arc, just because, you know, Deku's still going to train. Deku's probably going to figure out a way to grow stronger. Shigaraki's still going to find a way to grow stronger. Um, I'll, All for One has his, you know, plans, plot, no, I'm saying Bruin. So I feel that this isn't the last arc. Now, do I feel that this is, do I feel that we are in the end game now? Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't, like, we are definitely at the beginning of the end, I feel. Um, To me, this solidifies, personally, this solidifies a a time skip for me, which I feel is truly needed in this series. Um, You know, Deku running off and, you know, now ua is becoming this safe haven for people um you know they're talking about you know especially with the press conference where they're, you know they're talking about the future and what the future is going to look like so i do feel that a time skip is is imminent and is going to happen very very soon i don't know though if this is going to be the final arc though i don't see this being the final final but this definitely is going to kick off like the beginning of the end for everything
1: Okay, I agree, and also just by the last page because this is probably one of the spoilers that people got. I don't know when it was, this when we're recording this, a particular day on the weekend. <laughs> um, but I think the spoilers came on, like Wednesday, Thursday, when some of my like my plugs said, shared it. And when I looked at it, people were like, "Is this a time skip or not?" And it's like it's a mini time skip because you have to look at Deku how he's standing on this kind of New Yorkish like building. I don't think he's in, in America but whatever building he's on is reminiscent of like a Batman Gotham type building, but he looks so different. Like his face is different. And it reminds me of like, when we get into JJK of Utah, when Utah was in the prequel and he was just all like, you know, young and vivacious and like, you know, positive. And then we see him come, you know, beat ass and JJK in the main storyline, and how his face is serious. Like that youthful kind of like Naruto like character is dead. Like, all of mm-hmm. that shit, like, he's still trying to save people, but in a more serious manner. And I feel like we're seeing such a transformation in the story that it's, it's pretty, like, impactful for, like, the storytelling. And also, just to cover the other things you talked about, there was also a panel that shows, what is it? Um, what's her name? The bunny. Um, Marie? Marie?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, M- Mirko.
1: Yeah, Miracle. like she got short hair, and I think she's tying one of her arm. I think one of her arms, and one of her legs got ripped off. And knowing, you know, the the school, they're probably gonna give her like, you know, artificial replacements and stuff like that. Um, Al- Alza, he's like one of his eyes are gone. So like, we're seeing the heroes that are remaining. We're seeing the battle scars from them. So like, right now we're we're pretty much in complete chaos. And like now the heroes, whoever's left, have to really band together because the, they're in like the point of like this is like, like the third arc of like this chapter of the story, where it's like, all right, who's going to step up? Who's going to be kind of like those key impactful uh, heroes to make a difference? And, you know, Endeavor taking, it all, taking all that hate, he's really trying to redeem himself from what he's done with his family, what he's done with his rivals and friends. So I'm, I'm very excited because we're, we're going to see a lot of growth from not only just, you know, Deku, but the kids at the school, a lot of the remaining heroes, we're going to see a lot of transformations in their personalities and tactics, just to try to, you know, save what's left of the world.
0: No, yeah, I think, I think the the biggest thing for me this chapter is that with Deku gone, and obviously he's going to come back. There's going to be a return, but the fact that he's the character that kind of goes off and and trains somewhere else. And now Bakugo is pretty much going to become the face of UA was definitely not a thing that I saw coming. Um, you know, especially when you look at Bakugo during those, you know, those early times, especially after his kidnapping. Um you truly thought I truly thought that he would be the one to like drop out and become like this vigilante and you know grow that way as a hero. Uh, rather than Deku, and Deku grows to be the face of UA, but the fact that he's dropping out now and now he's on his vigilante shit, and you know, you have, um, and not really even technically a vigilante. He's still a hero in a sense. Um, but now Bakugo's still in school. You can see Bakugo really being the one to, you know, to be the one that, to take lead and charge of UA now, uh, especially for class 1A. um I like that they didn't show his reaction to the letter. I mean, obviously he knew um before every you know, before everybody else. But I like that like they didn't show his reaction to him really leaving. I like that it was more focused on Ochaka and like how she felt and you know, because they still have that kind of love story going there, their love interest going there. So I um man, this this chapter just opens up so many doors. Like even when you're talking about the setting when Deku is um you know, on that final panel where Deck was just standing over this you know, city, that setting looks completely different. So is he in a completely different city? Is he in America right now and you know, fighting villains in America? Um, obviously, it looks like he's fighting his... You know, he's fighting an, another villain that's out there. So it shows that he has probably been doing this for a little bit. It, it's, it, like you said, it's like a mini time skip because we're in April now and you know, he, it looks like he kind of been doing this for a minute. I like the like the fact that he has like on the tattered clothes and you know, his his uh uniform looks all beat and he just kinda you when know, going back to the eyes, it is you know, it's full of sadness, it looks like. Um, and and the same thing goes for Utah when Yuta returned, he looked like someone who has done seeing some shit. <laughs> you know, it's like he looked like someone who had kind of been through some shit. So I love that just look on him, right? Like off rip. The sadness. Yeah. the the baggy eyes the tattered clothes the him truly leaning into that like i'm on my lone warrior shit like i'm on my lone wolf shit and it just is what it is right now um i like you know there's just like i said there's just a lot of things that have happened in this series or in this chapter that just breaks things wide open obviously the biggest biggest thing too is that now the secret is out about the power you know what you know what all for one and one for all really mean now
1: um okay so before i say because also I, I i didn't know if you were going to mention because remember uh in that final panel uh is wearing um grand torino's like cape as like, cape, a cape yep. like yeah scarf so that's supposed to be an allusion to like a future movie where he's supposed to be wearing the cape of grand torino and wearing um i, was, I was knife on his back so i think uh I think this his face is because he's losing his kind of like parental mentor figures, right? And just even going into what you said of like that severity, I really think moving forward with these with this character of just people are dying. I feel like in the first, you know, <laughs> third of like when we're looking at my hero and we think about the school festival and all these training and stuff, nobody died. People got beat up, people got locked up people got put away for a long time, but you don't see death. It wasn't until we kind of like learned of the stakes of, you know, uh, one for all and the vestiges. And like you just said, like, you know, I don't want to say everyone knows. Cause even uh, they ask Endeavor, like, you know, what is Do you know anything about it? It's like, no, I know the the, mid, the heroes know. I don't think the people know. They, they oh, know Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the heroes know. So now it's like, all right, cool. In their mind is like, yo, we got to protect this kid. And he's like, yeah, y'all can't protect me. We remember what happened during the war. Like, I was, I had my tattered body to save you guys as much as possible. You guys are liabilities right now. So until you guys either level up on some type of mini hyperbolic time chamber training session, uh, I think Deku did the right thing. Like, the only people that can help him, and also what you said with uh, Bakugo, um, I still think because him and uh, Todoroki were in the hospital, they got the letters differently because i think todoroki i don't think he was told but he kind of infers because that's why he showed up with uh, other people to kind of like back up uh his dad when they were going against shigaraki in that like that war sequence ending of that point so i think now i know bakugo is going to be furious but he understands and i feel like his respect for deku is going to go up but also he knows he's the guy now before it was him Todoroki and Deku, that kind of shared it as like a big three leadership thing. Now it's going to be him and Todoroki or not even him and Todoroki because Todoroki has his own mission. They ha- he has to handle his yeah. brother. So now it's all in Bakugo. He has to lead everyone. So I think he's going to mature a similar like, endeavor in how he carries himself as a leader. Before he already had Todoroki and Deku to chill him out, but he's like, yo, I don't got these guys anymore. So everyone's going to look at me like, yo, you're the guy. You're the strongest person. You want to be the number one hero. You're, well, you're the number one hero at the school, so lead us. And he's gonna. I think, like you said, we. I expected him to leave and be like a vigilante. So it, it's kind of cool that we get a different type of story and not the one we expect. And I feel like that's what you know. This author, uh, Yo know, Hori, is just amazing. Like he, I, I can never plan anything. I just read this and enjoy it because I don't know what to expect, but I enjoy this
0: ride so much. Yeah, I um, it's just. Uh... It's, it's so much it is so much it's It's really wild that this is I'm not okay so I'm not gonna say I'm surprised that they really have taken this direction especially with the tone of, of everything right now because there are many moments in My Hero where they have gotten pretty dark Um, I mean shit the simple fact that villains have attacked a school <laughs> like three times is, is fucking dark in itself but Man, this is this is just really good storytelling for me. Uh, just you know, seeing Deku... And I like the fact, too, that we never even see what the final two holders tell Deku at all. Like, there they introduce are, him in the last chapter, and we really don't even see what they really tell this man.
1: There's a wild theory that I refuse to accept, but I will say it here. So there's some people that are saying that it's supposed to be... Uh, how do I say his name? So I know Bakugo, but the other one, the one that turns his red hair, something riot. Is it Red Riot?
0: Oh, Red Riot.
1: So they're saying something, Someone's saying like some type of flashpoint thing of like Bakugo and that guy somehow go back in time and become the holders and stuff like that. First of all, people have been watching way too many. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they haven't even
0: introduced time travel in this series, have they? Like, I don't even think time traveling has ever been talked about in this series.
1: The only person that can, not time travel, but they can time travel a Person technically not a person, but like their abilities or body is um is it eerie or is it eerie? Yeah. So like she can like heal someone if they lost their ability or they lost a body part or something. But other than that, I think it's very important who the second and third is. I didn't think it was connected to anybody else, but whatever they come to, like I feel like that conversation because you know the first was speaking to them like all right, you got to acknowledge Deku as the guy, right? For whatever Mm -hmm. reason, you don't agree with them. But whatever they did when they turned around, which wasn't shown, I think that's a key thing of his personality change, too, of like their importance. And, you know, it's foreshadowing. I don't know when we're going to get to see who they are, but it's going to be very pivotal to just understanding the full scape of what One for All is. Because he's going to have to unlock even more abilities. Like, he needs to unlock every single one of those abilities, master them. And then he has to manifest his own distinct ability if i'm not mistaken so he's getting everyone else's ability and every person kind of has their own ability if that makes sense because like all my had like muscle form so that was his thing that he kind of got from that power so i wonder what you know deku's kind of like final form is going to look like once he's kind of like transitioned through that whole training montage within himself and outside of like his powers but The sky's the limit. I feel like he's going to be, it's going to be him fighting villains. And I think everyone's been saying which is the first villain he's going to fight. I would love for him to see muscle again. I would love for him to see some early villains that he, that he struggled with and his whole face change of like, they're going to talk mad shit. Like, oh, it's you. You look a little different. And Deku's like, I don't got time for this. It's like, what do you mean I don't got time for this? You think I'm a small fry? And then proceeds to beat their ass in three seconds. I need that for them to understand that this guy's not the same little kid we saw that was all bright-eyed. He's like, I'm going to beat y'all ass. I'm not going to kill you. I got things to do, and y'all are just not in my league anymore. So we need that type of like sequence of events. I am, I am asking for it. Please give me him beating random villains. And, and add in stain, add in gentle adding uh, Kochi from uh, My Hero Vigilante as support and just let them run wild and beat the shit out of all the villains and catch them.
0: I don't... don't, See, so people keep bringing up this Stain face turn. I don't see it happening. I, I think that Stain was too focused on... Stain was too focused on, like, really exposing hero society and, like, heroes. And, you know, and now that dobby has done that he really has no mission i don't see him no especially too because all might is gone so he has really no mission now he had like all his purpose is is pretty much gone and i don't see him really caring about the world and society enough to start helping out the heroes um no,
1: he's not helping the heroes. Remember, the only person he considered a real hero was Deku. That was a conversation that he had. So just how he sees the world. Because Stain is the whole thing if he hated how corrupt hero society was and people just couldn't get it. And and that's why reading all the spinoffs, and I know for people, it's like, damn, it's a lot of extra reading, like extra homework. It really helps. Because not only do you need to read Vigilante, I just finished reading before this conversation, Uh, my hero team up mission so it was like little mini chapters i think they're up to chapter 3.3 3.4 in the shonen jump at but there is a a, a, there's a panel that shows um i'm gonna get her name wrong again. i just remember people by like how they look the bunny bunny she's like the fifth hero um she was speaking with bakugo about bakugo just loves beating up villains like that's it like just violence like and she's like yeah i love it i love the killing intent that you have for it and deku in that thing i'm not gonna spoiler for people that need to read it, but his way of handling the situation, they they went against the typical way of we're just gonna beat people up and arrest them. And it's like that doesn't save anybody. It just it saves the society, but it doesn't rehabilitate those people. And the way that they saved this particular villain, his sentence got reduced, but it, he wasn't a villain on purpose. It was just something that they explained in that chapter. Stain is the only person that acknowledges that right? The side mm-hmm. is crazy right now. They don't really have heroes. And he's like, the, I am a true hero because I'm trying to fix it. So for him now, it's like, all right, All Might's gone. He acknowledges that Deku is All Might's successor, right? So he's like, I'm committed to this kid. If anybody puts their hands on this kid, I'm going to kill you. So it's a very, it's a long theory that uh Vocal Pineapple has been talking about for like a year and a half, two years. And people were like, what about Gentle? Gentle also acknowledges Deku. Again, how Deku beat Gentle wasn't on some, I'm just trying to beat the shit out of you. I'm just like, look. We're having these words of reason, some Naruto Jutsu conversation. And those are the two kind of villains that, you know, when they were fighting as Deku, they were like, I kind of like this kid. Even though he's on the other side of me, I'm not upset. I still got to be his ass. But if I had to not do it, I wouldn't have a problem not doing it. So that's why we they have that theory of those two working with them. And, of course, with the uh, vigilantes, that main character loves All Might just as much as Deku. And they're both smart in similar ways. So it would be like a... Peter Parker, Miles Morales type of relationship where uh, Koichi is, he's not offensively gifted as Deku, but when it comes to recovery and defense, he would be a perfect, you know, person to like fill out that team just for like, you know, covert operations of moving here and just, you know, getting support and stuff like that. So uh, you'll be surprised. Look, I think the writing's on the wall that Sane's going to come back and just like, look, you're not a hero. You quit. I'm going to kill you. But this guy's a hero. I will protect him at all costs. Anyone puts their hands on him, I will kill you. That's what I see. That's my... My crazy prediction violent vocal pineapple.
0: Yeah. I I could see I mean, obviously they showed him. I mean, they they give glimpse of Stain during the whole prison break. So they know he is he's a he he plays a, a very big role in this story. Even like his arc is really the introduction to a lot of shit that ends up happening. Um, especially once again when we're talking about a corrupt hero society uh and he's really the one that was first like i'm gonna put this on notice um and and he's a fan favorite like people love stain (laughs) like people really love his character so i i mean he's gonna pop up again I, i i agree with you on that in what form what way what role is he playing to be honest i don't have a full i don't know um i mean i think that if he does end up kind of teaming up with Deku or even like a moment where him and Deku kind of have a conversation of you know what like the current state of everything and even just even Deku just oh, probably opening up to him about his own you no know, struggles and, and like his own internal struggles at the moment um I would I would love to see that moment I think there would be something cool staying could I mean there's many different ways I could um introduce him back into the story so I'm excited to see what happens this is a wonderful wonderful chapter by my uh, by my hero this week. They, like I said, the once the once the spoilers leaked, it, I have not. Yeah, I haven't seen the the TL in that much disarray in a while. So it's it's man, they are really starting off this next arc on just hot immediately, and hopefully they kind of keep this streak going. Um, another series that we were, you know, that had another really big big chapter. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen they they are pretty much doing the same thing of ending the whole Shibuya incident and we are now now entered you know entering this next arc which seems to be um centered around Megumi this whole battle royale Culling game and you know Yuji having to um Yuji finally having a, to like accept his power i think that's like the biggest thing that i really pulled from this is the conversation between him and utah and utah being like i know what it's like to be you i know what it's like to feel that you're given a curse without your permission in a sense but like you're gonna have to learn to accept that shit and like move on or like you know accept his power and move on and and you know make it your own um so I think this next chapter is going or this next arc for Jujutsu Kaisen is going to be another really big one because um, not like we have these three big characters that all have kind of like the secret past or all these kind of secrets that are tied to them. And now we're in all three of them together and whatever pops up from that is going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. And I'm I'm big on analogies. So I, when I think of Utah, I think of
0: uh this is because
1: back in back in the day when people actually cared about Mega Man and Mega Man back in battle network. I think of Utah like Proto Man. So people remember Proto Man was before Mega Man. So Proto Man is kinda like the template. Mega Man is like the next version. So it was kinda like a big brother talking to a little brother, like, Look, bro, I totally understand right now. You just like <laughs> what is going on. And it's like, you have this power and just like, look, I got the same thing. That's the reason why, you know, our sensei came to me as like, look, look after this kid. So I'm going to protect you as much as I can. But I'm going to also need you to accept the fact that you're a bad motherfucker. Like he even said, I think in, I think even this chapter or like the chapter four, I think it was this chapter where he's like, yo, you weren't even fighting me that hard. Like you kind of like low key wanted to die. I can't have that, bro. Like, it, like you're going to have to buck up and we're in end game right now. You gotta accept it, and even with uh, Megumi coming back, because uh, you said it was a Cullen game—that's what they call it. It literally is JJK Hunger Games. That's what it is. Like if you, look oh at yeah, now, ever, yeah, if you actually like watch Hunger Games, you know it's an interesting movie. Not the same quality as JJK with storytelling, but um, yeah. <laughs> yo. It's it's serious. Like it's like you can't even not participate. Even if you don't participate and you're somehow nearby you're automatically participating. If you're not doing things that acquire the rules, your power or whatever is stripped away. I don't know if that leads to death, but you might as well be. So this is even Magoobin being like vulnerable if like, Yo, bro, save me. Like his his sister needs help because she was in a coma. She gotta wake up to do this. So it's like, yo, I need your help, bro. And just you know this is our new three in this our big three in this show. I mean, unfortunately we don't know what happened to their teammate. Uh even though technically she is dead, but she's not dead. So I don't know if she's gonna come back with some type of power up. That would be great. Um are you talking about Nobara? With- yeah. So nah
0: Nobara's still uh, alive. They they've they they said it when the middle of Yuji fighting um Mojito. and they were like it was like in the middle of their fight, and then that's that's when Toto joins joins the fight, and they say no Bart, like she's breathing faintly, like she's you know so she isn't dead. They have confirmed, like they kind of gave us confirmation that she isn't dead. She's probably just in serious critical condition, but taking her out of the story though at this point was a good decision, just because there is a lot of plot lying on the shoulders of these three people, right. and right now with her i just i don't see where she fits in within all this
1: yeah um i mean also power she's she can't catch up unless her realizing from that because she did you know her thing in her fight sequence where she was really smart and out, but she's gonna have to sit to sidelines and go yo i gotta do better because i should be that, right and when it comes to that you know typical that's why we love shoning you know mangas like i've been reading since i was six right and every time, this, it, it, it can reflect to our life where it's like, you know, you're trying to get to promotion, you're trying to get in shape, you're trying to get this, this objective out of the way. And you really got to dig deep and be like, I can't let, you know, I can't let Meals down, I can't let Jeff down, I can't let LJ down, I can't let AZ down, I can't let them down. What does that do for me? And a lot of these shows do it in such a different way. And for her, I'm paying attention to her because even though she's out... There's a character that popped up, I think, in her past, the one that was saving, I think, Yuji. Um, I'm so bad with names, guys, that I read so many mangas that there's, like, thousands of characters, and I just know what they look like. And her storyline's not important now, but I feel like later on it is. It's not a, it's like a top-tier, but it's like a mid-tier storyline that we're going to have to flip back to when she's healthy enough to, like, partake. But I'm completely excited, because when we get to it, and I'm letting you lead when it comes to, like, Yuji's mom being... The big villain and I'm just like, what the fuck?
0: This mm-hmm. Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also that, that... You
1: call his actual brother. Like he kept saying he was his brother. It's like, yo, these things are actually his siblings. That's another thing.
0: Yeah, that, that flashback scene was was heavy. And it was not it was it was only a little bit. It wasn't a big like you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like there is there was No, they spent a bunch of time on it but you know you see yuji's dad you meet yuji's mom obviously kind of confirms the whole him and chozo being siblings um yeah man i am that yeah i'm i'm that shit blew my mind this little flashback uh you know and the fact that we get it and as soon as his mom pops up in the scene like yuji wakes up it, it was just a it's a very intense moment. Like this shit was like heavy as hell. You're like, whoa, like what the hell just hit me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're like, what what the fuck? Ew. Um, but no, that flashback, it just the the whole Chozo connection, the whole mom being the villain thing, like so it is very Yeah, that was that was that was very heavy. I, I fucked with it though. Like, like I said, there's so much right now, plot wise, that is being revealed and so much that is weighing on, on these characters because you gotta even think about Magumi. Like, uh, Sakura has a whole thing with Megumi right now that we really haven't even touched on. Like, the fact that he even left Megumi alive when uh, during the Shibuya incident, when he could have easily killed him, he was like, no, nah, I, I still need your ass. And you're kind of like, well, what does he need him for? Um, then you look at Niall and the reason why he's out looking for Megumi, attempting to kill him so he doesn't become the next, like, head of the family. So there's just a lot of things there's just going on, and they just keep adding up more. And you're just like, yo, this is... Sometimes it feels like a lot, like very overwhelming. But I think the intensity of it is just what adds so much to this story. Like this story feels... Like this story is very much, you know, intense in every way.
1: First of all, I agree. So I don't want to, just the weight of what you said. I need people to like, just stop for a second. I know we're on a podcast and we're just talking a lot. I want people to understand that we're talking about, to me, the two pretty much heavyweights of the future for Shonen Jump until other people come along. Because, you know, One Piece until decides to end. One Piece is pretty much John Cena or Hulk Hogan of Shonen Jump, right? Whenever they decide they want to stop, be but if you want to come back, be my guest. But these guys are like kind of like the rock the roman reigns or whatever else can work i am mean, this is not the a show so people are, like wrestling things but those are <laughs> guys that go, gonna go listen to
0: the a show though if you listen to this go listen to the a show every wednesday shout out to my guys uh j5 and mills another another mills podcast
1: yeah mills is like you know very mvp of the rnc networks but it's just important just to see like i love shown that have great stories i know people love great fights and jjk is king of them, but I need to yeah. understand the context of what do these fights mean, you know, and if there's no context, it's, it's great, but then it becomes no shades of Dragon Ball Super, but we're just seeing a lot of people just powering up and beating each other to senseless bits, and it's like, alright, I'm only here because of nostalgia, right? So now, it's like, I don't, we have so much more story to go, so JJK is, I feel like we're at the, we're at the midway point, you know, because there's so many questions that comes up from even Yuji's mom, because like, his original mom, who died, couldn't even get pregnant with his dad and only was able to get pregnant when she got brain possessed by this villain so then it has me thinking hmm what does that do for his body is that the reason why his body is like was this a long-term play because that's what like even what you said there is so much existing when you think about it was this a long-term play just to get to this point because this would be years ago to be like all right cool there's something about you, She's dad is special. And even grandpa was alive and just like, yo, don't do that. She, she's going to get you killed. And sure enough, dad, his dad's not there. So it's something to think about the long-term play. Was this person a villain from years ago just manipulating everyone behind the scenes? And if so, how does that affect his body? And even what do we expect the outcome for him after this? Because we all know he's supposed to die because of what his, his body can do. But like now it's just like, is he going to die? Because now that I know the main villain is the person's mom, something... There's a lot more questions for me. Something's not adding up. Something this person knows way more than the rest of us, obviously, and I'm confused.
0: No, that, that is a very good point. Because even when, you, even when you look at, you know, when we first are introduced to Yuji, his physical prowess is just off the charts immediately. Like, he already is pretty much a superhuman when we first meet him. So, you know, like you said, like, was... All of this a long term play because he has now consumed. I don't remember how many fingers he's done consumed yet. Um, I think the total it's,
1: fingers is, the total fingers is twenty, and I think he's at eight or ten. I think he's like yeah, he's eight, like
0: he's, he's 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 at a high oh. number, at least yeah. halfway there. In um, the fact that his body is still being able to hold up because they didn't even think his body was going to hold up at up to ten. They were just like probably around like five. This thing is going to lose it. So the fact that he's even there, it, it does, um, bring up a, you know, a question of like, was his, was everything a long-term play for him? Like, were they really trying to think like, yeah, he's, um, yeah, I like, you know, like it, it does add that dynamic to, especially now meeting his mom, seeing his mom. Um, I think another probably really another really big moment in this chapter is the first moments between the, the the conversations usually is having first with Yuta. And we touched on that a bit of just, you know, Yuta really just being like, man, listen, I saved you because my friends cared about you and I care about them. So pretty much he was like, listen, I don't really know you, nigga, but my friends say you straight. So you straight, like, you good with me in my book. The homies say you good. So you good. Um, And you get, you know, you get their conversation and Yuta is really the one that can truly relate to him the most out of everybody right now, because obviously the power dynamic, both of them two really being the, the next ones up after Gojo is finally gone. Um, and being the two ones right now that actually have to hold it down since Gojo is locked up. So You know, you to really just trying to be there, like man. Listen, I just know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to be alone. I know what it feels like to feel like you got this curse on you. Like man, you're great. Like you're good though. Like you gotta, but you gotta like you gotta shed that shit. Like you gotta really not hold on to it, and you just gotta be able to embrace it. Um, and then the moment between Magumi and him, which was really, um, which is really heavy too, because off rib Yuji's like bro don't act like shit straight like don't act like things are just cool right now you know like I you know he's like bro I need you to get away from me and they have this like like you you can really tell that that's Yuji's friend you know like that's that's really his homie um and and Magumi feels the same way because you know as they're as they're conversating he's like bro listen like first of all you can't hold all this on you like this is all of our fault like everything that's happened is all of our fault So, like, quit being selfish in a way of you're taking all the blame for yourself. And it's like, you have to understand, bro, like, end of the day, we're jujutsu sorcerers. Like, we aren't heroes. We have a job that needs to be done, and our job is, and within our job, our job is to get people to believe that we are for society. And whatever comes with that, the good or the bad or the ugly, end of the day, like, we're jujutsu sorcerers. Um... And I know I like that Magumi, who is a character that I'm not gonna say is prideful, but obviously he is really the the introverted one of the group, and he's really the one that's kind of you no know, outcasted himself. It is really cool to see him in a sense ask for help and just be like, "Yo, usually I, I need you to save me. Like I need your help. Um, I like I'm begging Yugi, you, like Yugi. I."
1: He's the anti Vegeta, anti uh, Bakugo, because even if you remember earlier in um, their training, like earlier in the story, much much earlier when they actually had Gojo as a sensei for like two seconds before they locked him and be like, "All right, the kids are gonna have to run it up without you." Um, the way that he fought, he always fought within the team dynamic, and he was always willing to die. And Gojo was like, "I mean, that's cool. Even like with that little baseball thing, it's like cool. You you bunted, but the people that turn into like." superstar soldiers are always looking for their own home run and i need you as someone that has the potential to do that to stop thinking because you dying doesn't help it helps separate tempor- temporarily but for the long-term play for us i need you to always be a person thinking about you matter and i need you to fight like your life depends on it so just even like being vulnerable enough to be like normally he would just like i'm going to find a way to either delay or save other people but he's like look i need you to save me like most of the time he's he would never admit yo i need to save if i dies or whatever he used to be like that he used to be willing to throw his wife away which you would think is an admirable trait but it's also like you said selfish and it's prideful in a way it's like you're trying to hold all your own problems and it's like that's why him even saying that to yuji and to yuta in their presence He's like, look, I gotta admit, this is the only way we're gonna win, bro. Like, I need, we all gotta come together. And that just shows character growth for all three characters, because, you know, Yuta people, you have to read, like, the old, that short prequel just to understand his little character development. Yuji, for the course of this, going from, like, a very jovial character to a very serious character. Like, his whole transformation is very reminiscent of Deku. Like, if they were ever in the same universe, I swear they'd be best friends. Like, because like, <laughs> their heart is so pure, and they want to save their friends, but now it's like, now, if I'm going to do this, we got to be at the utmost level of power because I know what the stakes are. So I'm very excited to see what these three kind of like deal with knowing this information. But also, Yuji's going to have to really think back to what that flashback means to him because he's going to I don't know if he's going to connect the dots from that. But we connected the dots already. And I want to see if he does, because he's like, yo, this is sus. This is sus. This is crazy. And I think we. I want to see what happens with that new information, and how it changes and moving forward.
0: Yeah, man. I, um, I don't, like, one thing I just really love about Jujutsu Kaisen and is just, there's a certain type of, like, realness that comes with it. And not real as in, like, you know, people are sorcerers and stuff, but, like, reading this and, like, seeing kind of where Yuji is at and seeing where kind of all these guys are at where they're they're in a mode they're in a way where just, they really want to isolate themselves from everybody and they're really just like man fuck this shit like for real like fuck all this um you know like i don't know like there's there's like a real like emotional connection with that of like feeling like bro you're kind of in this dark corner by yourself even though like you have people around you that support you but it's like you're in this dark corner by yourself i and i just feel that that is a that is a very human emotion that most people really don't talk about Um, of just being in those modes where you're just like, man, I feel that I'm fucking everything up or like fucking up people's lives around me or like just little things like that Or just like, I feel that my actions are being too whatever, whatever. And like, I want to be isolated, but also just not doing it because you actually know are having people around you that are just like, bro, you're fine. Like you're okay. Like you're not as whatever, whatever as you think. So I don't know, man. I just, I definitely agree with you that right now my hero and jujutsu kaisen are the cornerstones of shonen jump and we i mean and there's a lot of other great new things that are coming out one that you are very high on and that i caught up on and now i am very very high on too is uh sakamoto days yes (laughs) yes (laughs) Thank God. Yes. Oh my God.
1: Thank God. It is. This is my time. I know people like I know this podcast, Big Eyes is a big, a big, big, big Spy X family stand. And we're going to talk about that. That is amazing, wholesome content. I love it. But if we just need the other side of like wholesome content with like, you know, you know, family and fight scenes and shit, please. Oh my God, please. I talk about it every week. If you ever follow me, guys, Sokamoto Days is like, it is the is the best compliment to spy experiment. Like spy Experiment are low-key chill with the smart shit. And it's like, yo, you gotta pay attention to nuances like the plot devices and how they move. But Sakamoto Days is like, yo, we're here to fuck shit up.
0: No, and for real.
1: People, yo, I wanna let you go off with that, but I just had to put my energy into it. But you please talk about
0: No, that. listen, man, I um So Sakamoto Days is written the mangaka is Yuto Suzuki. It follows a retired Don't put retired in quotations, Marks. A retired assassin falls in love. He gets a family. He's like, fuck this assassin, like fuck this hitman shit. Like, I found something that's way better than that. And he's kind of drugged back into this world, you know, with other characters that end up joining in. You meet Shin, you meet all these other people. But it's it's really good. It has that playfulness that spy family has. But it is more action-y than spy family. So if your quarrel with spy family is listen, there ain't enough action in it. S- you no, know, Sakamoto days like you said, is it's kind of like the, the flip side of it. Um the art is really amazing. I really love how it's drawn. The story is so good. If you know you you really get drawn into it because they don't I like the fact that they don't hide the fact that. He's a hitman with a family, in a family that knows he's a hitman. So like, there's even moments where like,
1: his daughter, his daughter. His daughter doesn't know. His, his daughter
0: his does not does know. <laughs> but like, you know, like even the moments he has between his wife, where his wife's like, no, like no killing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a family rule. Like their family rules are are tied around him being a hitman. Or there's even a point where, um, uh, like the moment where he figures out he has a bounty on his head. And his wife's like, "All right, well, go handle that." <laughs> like, so, so I love how they uh, how they just lean into those little things. Um, the story, once again, it has that playfulness that Spy Family has. You know, you you know, you have them. You know, even in this latest chapter, where he's going to get his daughter this like super special edition backpack, and him like, you know, fighting all these old women and old you know older people to just to get it, and him, you know pretty much beating his body up, putting his body on the line just to get this backpack for his daughter. So it has those, uh, those elements to it. Those like wholesome things where you really do see that he loves being a family. I like that. They don't play this game where he's, he wants to teeter the line of like, I want my old life back or I want my new life. Like, no, he's uh, fully into his new life. He's fully into He's Like, man, fuck this hitman shit. Like, I really don't want it. Like he, he, like he gets out of shape. um, you know, he, you know, he just be doing all types of different shit. I like that he doesn't speak a lot. And, like, his, speak, his speech is through thought bubbles. Um, Man, yeah.
1: It's because, it's because Shin can... Um, Shin can, can read his mind. So, he basically <laughs> our translator. Because he basically never dogs. Unless it's to his wife or his daughter. Mm-hmm. So, but I think when it comes to that... And, again, I think from the jump... And I'm going to try to... Hopefully, because I'm a madman. Try to catch up to, like, all of Shona Jump. There's some series that are just so bad i just don't know i'm gonna get through it but this is one where i'm like saying guys if you really want to build your rotation of things that I, you read you have to add this one because to me i usually save the best series for last i, I kind of read in order for me and i know because i know for a fact they're going to be great chapters right so come days i put it above in just pure mindless enjoyment i put that above one piece because one piece is just it's so long that it's like i'm it's probably going to finish when we're like old men <laughs> with like families and and shit, and we're retired. But Sokermono Days is just, it's only 16 chapters right now. To, like, you know, this past weekend was chapter 16. And from the jump, you're not going to be bored. So I just really feel like if there's one that I can suggest every day to you, just to get on the board right now, is that one. That one quickly in Kaiju number eight. But that's a kind of like a different scheduled uh, manga release. But yeah, definitely, definitely do that
0: yeah um i agree with you there's just a lot there's a lot of really good things i know that we talk about a lot of the big stuff on here on this show um but sakamoto days definitely gets the big eye stamps of approval it's it's definitely one of the ones so yeah man Doug, go check that out there's a lot of really other good things that came out this week um the elusive samurai you want to talk about
1: Oh, I got to catch up on that, because I always want to listen to you guys with that. Lucifer Sam is, is only on nine chapters, so pretty much by the next episode, I should be able to be caught up for it, for the big eyes. But what are your thoughts on the Elusive Sam ride?
0: Um, I really like it. I like it a lot. It's very playful. I think that it's cool that they really dig into this kid having some emotional trauma you know what I'm saying? of having you know people cross him, and the fact that he has these trust issues, uh, and the fact that he's forced into a position to trust people that he doesn't really know. So, I I really enjoy The Elusive Samurai. It's, it's definitely different. Um, yeah, man. There's some other good things that we're reading. Uh, Mission, uh, Yozakura Family. That's another really good spy-themed manga that we've talked about on this show. ITLC, I really, really, really love. I think ITLC is really good. Uh, I, I see a bright future for ITLC. Hopefully... I've said this about a couple months on here that's been like cancelled like two weeks later. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully this doesn't happen with ITLC, but I really enjoy it. I think the the crime aspect of it is really, really good. Um yeah, man, like that's a woman with the cop, huh? The lady that's a cop that she that's a woman with the cop that's
1: like obsessed with um Yeah, she's obsessed with the victim. Killing. So she
0: ends up falling in love or not the victim, but the uh the criminal. So she falls in love with the criminal. But they don't do it in a way that is weird, like that. that is doesn't feel like hypersexual or doesn't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's something that just overtakes the complete storyline, but is is adds a it adds a layer to it that sometimes makes it a little bit more lighthearted. Because you no, know, even this last chapter, they're they talking about like a serial killer, and or not this last one, but like two chapters ago, they were talking about like a serial killer, and they show like him his like layer where he has like severed hands and severed heads in there. So they they show and talk about some serious shit. So the whole falling in love thing makes it's like a, you know, it, it adds a, a layer of you know, that doesn't make it feel so intense. It's looks a, a little weird at times, but you're you're kind of like okay, like it adds a. Some some type of comedy to it, but yeah, man. Shonen, Shonen Jump got some good stuff right now.
1: Are you caught up on Doctor Stone, and or do you watch it?
0: I have thoughts about Doctor Stone. I'm not fully caught up. I what I do with Doctor Stone is I stop reading it for like a couple weeks, and then I just come back to it. So I'm I'm gonna come back to it. Everyone tells me about Doctor Stone. I just I, there's something about it that I just cannot get into. There's something about Doctor Stone that just does not do it for me.
1: No, no, I get it. And I'm just going to be honest with you. The only reason why I read um, Dr. Stone is because the person that did the artwork for it, like the, uh, the, the illustrator, the artist, he did one of my favorite, it's not a manga because manga is Japanese, so the other one's a Korean. Manga, but it's called Sunken Rock. Right? Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, if you can't get into Dr. Stone, judging by what you guys read on this show, and Sunken Rock is old, so it's, it's not super old, but I think it's like 2000s, early 2010s, you'll love that, just because the storytelling, the fighting, and it just, that's the only reason why I came into it. Dr. Stone, to me, I'm not going to say it's like in my top loves of Stone and Jump. I just love the, the, the artwork, and now they're getting to a point of, like, violence, like real violence, not even like, oh, we're fighting violence, like, oh, people are dying violence. And I feel like I don't take certain things seriously until it's just like, oh... Oh, y'all, oh, y'all killing me. <laughs> so, I mean, again, I, I totally understand you. This, Dr. Stone's not for everyone, but I just, I'm getting to a point where I want to read everything. So it's like, I know what is, I don't want to be like an editor for someone jump, but I want to understand, yo, how did this get approved or not? You know. So I think for you, I'm gonna be honest, it's okay. If you don't like it, I wouldn't fight for this. <laughs> this is not the one where it's like, yo, LJ, yo, you got it, it's like, this is not the one where it's like, LJ, you'll be fine not reading this. I'm gonna be honest, it's okay.
0: No, yeah, friends. man. Listen, so I know worry. I mean at least you'll say it because there's some other people that really are like, you don't read it? Like, ah, I wanna choke you. I'm like, chill. Like, you know, I'll I'll get into it, man. Here and there. But Skip, man, thank you so much. My my special guest co-host for today. Um man, tell tell the people where they can find you at.
1: Yeah, of course, bro. I appreciate it. So um I am Skip from BK on you know Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. So you can catch me. There. Uh I know right now we're in a pandemic, a panic. So when we're outside I, I do comedy. I do like host events in the tri-state area in New York City. So but yeah, we'll be talking about, you know, talk about that anime manga stuff every Sunday to like Tuesday. So we here supporting the big guys, supporting the lookout. Shout out to LJ, you know, being Capo, shout out to A Z for his time away. Uh, hopefully I did you some justice and hopefully you don't have to uh <laughs> do this whenever you take off. I want you to rest up, but I really appreciate being on this platform. Thank you so much once again, LJ, for the quick turnaround time. I know we had like a later time and you were like, yo, can you do this? Like, yo, bro, it's a, we can do this whenever. I've been waiting for this moment to be called up to the uh, major leagues. So thank you once again. Yeah,
0: definitely, man. Yes, and I appreciate you so much for just hopping on, man. And, you know, all all the love and support that you show, like for real. So it, you are truly, truly, truly appreciated. The whole Lookout Network appreciate you, bro. Uh, thank you once again for just hopping on. And you know, if you you know want to hear more manga anime talk, make sure you subscribe, listen to the Lookout RNC, and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram on at the Lookout RNC, where you know we we just got all the anime manga content. We dropped a little episode on Friday, so shout out to Sid uh, for that one, uh, man. Like, yeah, y'all y'all know what it is. Y'all know where to find us every Monday, Manga Mondays. We we hold it down. AD 80's not here to do the sign off so I got y'all this time so remember it's you know read more manga watch more anime drink more water no live more life